Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Philly Sedam. Your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, April the 29th. And how about it? A four-game sweep of the Colorado Rockies at home. How about them Phillies? What what a beautiful difference a series with the Rockies makes, right? I mean, we are floundering. We are depressed. We're 6 and 10. Everything seems horrible. And then the Rockies come to town, and we feel so much better. I don't think in maybe in my history of watching baseball, I'm sure there, there's another that, that contends with it, but in terms of just my ability to recall in the moment. I don't know if I've ever seen a series where one team has given away more games than the other, or certainly given away more runs, I should say. I mean, unbelievable. Phillies win yesterday, seven to one, four hits, seven runs, four hits for the Phillies. Errors, walks, hit Batman. It was just uh, another, a, a perfect capper to the series for the Rockies. It's just um, the Rockies came to town and collectively as a group forgot how to play baseball for four days. It was absolutely delightful. <laughs> just, a, just a joy. And look, again, you give the Phillies credit. As we say, you have to take advantage of this stuff. You know, just because a guy makes an error doesn't mean that that leads to, to multiple runs. You got to take advantage of that and make them pay for it. And the Phillies did that throughout the four-game series. And, you know, yesterday... You know, you take the pitches when you need to take the pitches, right? You know, you get a little single when you need it. Alec Bohm lifts one out the left field when he needs to. You know, it was uh, it was fun, man. It's fun to to you know after we've talked so much about this, but the idea of how we all came into the season so gung ho for the Phillies, so ready to be hurt again. You know, after the last decade, you know, why would we ever believe in the Phillies? And yet they go over the tax, they make the moves, and and we at least a, a majority of us believe come in believing that this is going to be different and then the start they had it was just so painful and gut-wrenching but um we're back to even the season starts now let's look at it that way and 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 in a lot of ways it does in the sense that they are going up to new york this weekend to face the mets for a just massive series the mets have first place off yesterday the mets 14 and 6 the phillies 10 and 10 We'll dive into that series in depth in a bit. You know, look at the Mets lineup, what they've been rolling out, how they got to 14 and 6. And um, but you know, you're you're 10 and 10 and, and you're going to, to face the team in first place. So, you know, it's all in your hands. And again, it's super early. And we talked yesterday, and it is true when you look at the schedule coming up. This is gonna be the toughest portion of the schedule through the beginning of June for the Phillies all season long. So um, nice for them to handle the Rockies here because they need to get those types of wins. They need to handle the teams that they should handle, and obviously have not done a great job of that so far this season until now but they handle business and a four game sweep you don't get a ton of four game sweeps you know it's not it's not a super common thing and uh and it was great to see it was absolutely great to see the Phillies handle their business um again you know take advantage of Rockies mistakes for four straight days the Phillies put up 32 runs over the course of the four games average of eight game eight runs a game 
um, you know, for a team that was was really scuffling offensively. And again, I know, errors, walks, all that stuff played a role. The Rockies helped. But ultimately, this team needed to get going offensively. They needed to find their groove a bit. And that was the most concerning thing about the start of the season. And again, none of it was concerned. You listen to the show, I wasn't freaking out. I wasn't panicking. Nor should anybody be. It's the beginning of the season. You know, I'll say it again. As I've said many times, the Braves were under 500 till August last year. And then they won the World Series. So, you know, and you can't guarantee that you'll be in a bad division where 88, win- you know, 88 wins gets you the division and all that type of stuff. But uh, ultimately, you can go a little while before you fully figure it out. And it looks like at least over this four-game series, the Phillies are starting to figure it out as, you know, basically Schwarber gets the day off yesterday, but everyone other than Schwarber and Hoskins, and Hoskins did contribute, but other than, than Schwarber and Hoskins are, are really starting to hit and starting to feel it. Um, and again, we're starting to take advantage of mistakes like they did uh, yesterday, obviously, with the you know three runs walked in and, you know, the errors again. And um, But ultimately, they're taking advantage, and the bats are going a little bit. They've found a little stability with the lineup, I know, Guys have moved in now, the leadoff hole and stuff. But, you know, with Bohm at third, you're feeling good about that. DD and Camargo have both played well when playing recently. So that's exciting. You know, Gene's back after getting hit. He's feeling good. He had a nice hit yesterday. So they're, they're, they're starting to feel it, you know, a little bit. Harper, obviously, we've talked about heating up. Cassiano's always consistently hot, it seems. Um, and Odubel's played well when he's played. And Roman Quinn did some nice things yesterday. But, you know, ultimately... Roman Quinn, uh, you know, is Roman Quinn. So uh, ultimately um, ends up, um, had a nice day. But, you know, eventually I'm sure that, that Roman Quinn will get hurt or something. I hope he doesn't. Maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year Roman Quinn stays healthy. I'm not the biggest Roman Quinn guy, but I do think that he does bring valuable assets to a baseball team, obviously, as we talked about when they brought him back a few days ago. Um, I mean, the speed is elite elite. And we saw it again yesterday. I mean, he is just a, a, a blinding speed out there blindingly fast as he just all of a sudden he's on third base and you're like what how'd that happen you know it's phenomenal um and it really does put a lot of pressure on the pitcher and on the defense and then you know he's a good enough defender not a great defender but good enough with the speed he can make up for some mistakes and the switch hitter thing you know if he can just get on base if he can just consistently work work counts a little bit better hit the ball on the ground it's like you always think of with with Roman Quinn the the major league Willie Mays Hayes thing where he had to do push-ups every time he hit the ball in the air. It's it's like, do that. <laughs> do that with Roman Quinn. Um, but ultimately, Quinn back yesterday. And, and again, I think they're starting to find their groove a little bit. JT's been good. Um, not a ton of pop from JT, but the average is strong and, and all that. So I think you start to feel good about where this team's at offensively and, and where they can go. And, and obviously, you know, really, let's get to yesterday and then we'll look ahead. But the biggest story out of yesterday is Zach Wheeler looking like Zach Wheeler. Thank goodness. Uh, I mean, you know, and and... Again, let's go, you know, a couple weeks back on the pod, a week back on the pod, all these starts. I said I'm not concerned about Wheeler. Obviously, you have general concerns when anybody has shoulder issues, so that's a you know, overarching something that you, you think about. But um, in terms of the specific outings, I, you know, it felt like this was an extended spring training for him, and he needed to work himself into shape, and certainly yesterday looked in shape, looked like getting back to where he needs to be. Only goes six innings, which, you know, you don't want him going too much more 90 pitches. That is just fine right now. Six shutout. For Zach Wheeler, gives up one hit, four walks, seven strikeouts on the day. You know, not fully, fully Zach Wheeler, but certainly the closest thing we've seen this year. Looked really good. Fastball was still hitting 90, you know, mid to high 90s late in the game, or late in his outing, I should say. 
which is, you know, the, the concern that we had, you know, certainly in the last few outings where he's kind of dipped off from a velocity perspective. Um, look great. Look great. Uh, just a, a really, really important thing for this team, as we've talked about. You know, I think, again, as I've said a million times and as is happening, I, I, I didn't have concerns about the offense hitting. They'd figure it out. There's too much consistency, too much history, too much back of the baseball card stuff there. But I felt good about the rotation coming into the year. I think that when you look around baseball and look at other rotations, we tend to get very myopic here and say, oh, pitching, not, we don't have enough pitching. It's almost like it's ingrained in us to say, we need more pitching. Um, and I do think from a depth perspective, they potentially do. I think that's where you could see an issue as the season drags on. If there are injuries, if there are missed starts, that's the bigger question mark because there's no obvious you know guys you can kind of cycle up and give starts to and expect good stuff from. Um, until Andrew Painter's ready, yo. Andrew, painter, bringing it. Um, but, um, you know, they don't have those guys who are, who are ready to roll like that right now. So that that could be an issue. But in terms of the five they have, I think it's a, a really good five, a top 10 five, you know, in baseball. And I think that obviously that is clearly predicated on Zach Wheeler being an ace for you. I mean, that that's what you know, it takes from a good rotation to potentially a really good rotation. And um, we saw that yesterday. We saw Wheeler be Wheeler. We saw the ace type of outing, chance to sweep, goes out, dominant showing. They back him up. It was great to see the bullpen. Stumbled a little bit. Brad Hayne gets into some trouble, gives up an, uh, one run, the only run of the game. But then uh, James Norwood comes in, helps out. Uh, really nice job by James Norwood. He's been very good for the Phils. 3-3-80 ERA. Then Bilotti comes in, clean inning. Bilotti has a one eight zero ERA. And then Damon Jones in the mop-up duty at the end gets it done with a, a clean inning as well. As the Phillies, again, 7-1. Really Again, a lot of help from the Rockies again yesterday. Um, errors uh, score some runs. They they scored their first run in the second inning on a, a ground out, Alec Bohm ground out. Um, then in the third, a sack fly from Hoskins scores Quinn as Quinn scampers home. Um, and then Alec Bohm in the fourth, really awesome to see. We've, we've talked so much about how excited we are about Bohm and the improvement we've seen defensively over the last few games. And obviously the bat has played, but... The one thing you can say from an offensive perspective you'd like to see more from Bohm is him lifting that ball, him getting those, you know, bombs to left center, you know, particularly that. Is that has not been something we've seen a ton of from Bohm and was an awesome one yesterday. Uh, you know, it ended up, um, the wind was, looked strong coming in and it ended up fighting it and getting out. It didn't get that deep into the bleachers, but it was one of those ones where I think on a, a clear summer day, that one's soaring over 400, 420, something like that. And, and clearly out. It was a really nice job by Bohm. Gets Homer there. They're up 3 nothing. Then in the 7th, after they take Wheeler out, they give up that run, get into trouble. Ultimately, Norwood, nice job getting out of it. And then the Phillies pour it on in the 7th, thanks to the Rockies. Load the bases. Roman Quinnart works an RBI walk. Interesting spot there. Um, as It seemed like a clear spot to pinch hit Kyle Schwerber. You can move Veerling over and keep Schwerber in the game there uh, against the righty, but Quinn, um, I, I think what Girardi was thinking there with with you know only the one out was, hey, I'm not going to get doubled up. I get a run here, and and I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I was okay with it. Um, I probably would have still pinch hit Schwerber there, um, but at the same time, look, it all worked out. They walk Quinn. Granted, that pitch that he walked on, it was three zero count. Looked like mm, a little close, could have been strike, but they get it. Um, Gene Segura RBI single, and then Bryce Harper gets hit by a pitch, scores a run. And then Nick Cassianos walks in a run. So boom, we'll take it. Walking in. Three of the four runs that inning, they get four, seven, one. The Phillies close it out. Easy, easy stuff. As the Phillies, a dominant showing against the Rockies. Really, I mean, again, again, the uh, the Rockies certainly helped with that. It was not a um, 
it was not a uh, you know all Phillies thing. The Rockies certainly were were absolutely terrible. And and again, uh, you know, I said it before. I'll say it again. I think few series in my lifetime can I ever remember one team giving away so many runs to another. But again, the Phillies took advantage. They scored thirty two runs over the series. Thirty two runs. That's legit. And over the course of the games, they only give up eight runs, 32 to eight, 32 to nine, whatever. I think it's 32 to eight. I mean, that's, that's decided. That's definitive. That is a, uh, a series dominated. So I think you feel great about the Phillies after the series. Again, look, again, I'll say it a million times. The Rockies were horrible. It's a horrible baseball team here. And I think the Rockies are not as bad as we saw them here. They had, and they came into the series at ten and five, leaving at ten and nine. You know, they came in though, you know, with a with a good record. They had beaten the Dodgers a couple. You know, obviously took two or three from the Phillies in, in Colorado. They didn't look like this team in Colorado, but ultimately, um, certainly helped the Phillies out. But look, that's what you got to take. You that the breaks, you get those breaks. You got to take advantage of them. And uh, and the Phillies did. The Phillies really did a big four game series as. Uh, Now's the big one. Heading to New York. It gets real as they head to New York to face the Mets. So let, let's dive into that, look ahead, and then um, obviously uh, we, will, we will look ahead past that. But a, but a big weekend series with the Mets. As the Mets have undeniably gotten off to a great start this season, you can't take anything away from them. 14-6 and six on the season, having the off day yesterday before coming home. The Mets start out their season taking three of four from Washington. That is certainly not impressive. Washington is a disaster team, and I'm very excited the Phillies still have 19 games left against them. As, uh, you know, Washington is, is already in last place by a by a decided margin, and I think they stay there all season long. But uh, but then they take two or three from the Phillies, especially after that, if we all remember. It was could have easily been three or three. You know, they were up in that last game. That was that, that uh, comeback win for the Phillies. As they had that big inning down four nothing, and then they have the five run inning, the big DD hit, um, thrilling game. We're feeling great about the Phils, and then they lose the next two, the two nothing game, and then nine to six, the Scherzer game, um, which was really like nine to two, and the Phillies added some at the end, but um, nine to one, I think it was actually. Um, but that's impressive. They take two or three from the Phillies in Philly. Go to Arizona, take two or three from the Diamondbacks. A close series, um, at least, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks, excuse me, the next one's more close. They played Diamondbacks twice. Diamondbacks are bad. They're a bad, bad baseball team. They will end up, you know, right there in the cellar for the West. They are, uh, you know, I think they're over-under coming the season. was like 58 and a half. You know, they're a 60 to 70 win baseball team at best. They might be a little better than I think they're over-under. I think that was a little low for them. But still, um, two or three there. You should win two or three. This is impressive. They go to San Francisco and they take uh, three or four from San Francisco. That's impressive. You give them credit. You know, they win the first one in, in 10, second one three to one. They lose five to two and then they win six to two. You know, that's credit. The Giants are a really good team. The Giants are out in front of the West again. They're having a really good season. They're right there with the Mets with, the, you know, one of the best records in baseball. So it's an impressive series win going uh, at home, excuse me, in, uh, facing San Francisco at home, but still an impressive series win. Then they go out to Arizona and take two or three from Arizona again. Uh, one of those in 10 innings, a really close one. Um, but again, you know, they, they handled business. The, if Dimebacks are not good, but handled business. And then they go to St. Louis and win two or three there. They're coming off the loss there, the the brawl. As this Mets team's feisty, we'll get to that too. But um, they uh, they lose that last one. The brawl is a part of it. Um, get a day off, come home. And they're sitting at 14 and 6. Again, you look through that schedule, some, some duds. Washington and the Dimebacks are not impressive. But... The Cardinals, good baseball team. The Giants, really good baseball team. So, and, and you know, as you look through it, 
The Mets have yet to lose a series this year. So they win their first series against Washington. They win their second series against Philly. They win against two of three against the Diamondbacks, three of four against the Giants, two of three against the Diamondbacks, two of three against St. Louis. So the Mets have started their season off with six straight series wins. I mean, you know, credit. There's nothing else to say. That That's really impressive. That's what we kind of hoped the Phillies would come out with, right? I mean, that was the... The start to the season, we were all hoping and anticipating for with the Phillies, but the Phillies have picked it back up. And look, even with that start, the Phillies only four games back in the Mets with three games to play here and then four next weekend in Philly too. So we're going to see a lot of these Mets um, coming up here as it's a big, big little run here for the Phillies as we talked about an important part of their season coming up. Mets, um, looking at their lineup, um, again, 14-6. and six. They've just played good baseball so far. Some guys who have... Stood out for them so far. Francisco Lindor, after the rough year last year, just a really a disastrous season after getting traded over and then signing that huge contract. Lindor, a so un, untypical Francisco Lindor season. As Lindor, who's you know one of the best players in baseball for a, a stretch of time in Cleveland there, last year nowhere close to his career averages. Ended up only hitting 230. He's a career 278 hitter. He had an OPS of seven. 34 last year. He's a career OPS 8, 821 guy. So um, really a, a disastrous season for here for her, for him last year. And you can chalk that up to a number of things, but you're only 28 years old, still in the prime of his baseball career. And uh, certainly looks to like he's back to being Francisco Lindor this season as Lindor with a 273 average this season, 360 OBP, 494 slugging. That's an 853 OPS from your shortstop. That will play Every single time, Lindor also four home runs on the season, somehow shockingly leading the Mets in that category. Four home runs, three steals, 13 RBI. I mean, the dude's having a great season and also defensively about as good as it gets as a defensive shortstop. So Lindor has been a really nice piece for them this year as um, he's really made a difference for them. Surprisingly, uh, Alonzo has not been great for them. Alonzo only three homers, but only a 730 OPS from Pete Alonzo. And yet still finding ways to win baseball games. Jeff McNeil's been good, an 880 OPS for McNeil on the season. They've gotten nice stuff from Eduardo Escobar, who they signed in the offseason. He's got an 850-ish OPS, 858 for them. And uh, Brandon Nemo, our, our nemesis, has played really well for them as well at 892 OPS, for, for 897, excuse me, for him. Um, but it is funny because you look at some of their, their best players, um, Alonzo, the 730 OPS, well below where you would expect him. Starling Marte, the big offseason signing, he's got a 652 OPS. So, you know, of their big dudes, Lindor, probably their big three, you would say. Lindor has been the one who's been the best, but the other two haven't played. And that's, that's a little scary. That does make me a little nervous that even, you know, their two most, uh, I guess, you know, you would say they're, they're two scariest hitters potentially. I guess two of their three and Alonzo and Marte have been bad so far, so... That's, you know, less than ideal. Um, but, you know, hopefully that when those guys cool, when those guys heat up, other guys cool down and evens out. Um, pitching is, is where the Mets have really thrived so far this season. Their starting rotation has been absolutely phenomenal for them. Max Scherzer started four games, 3-0 and for them, a 1-8-0 ERA on the season. Scherzer's been dominant. Chris Bassett made that move to go get Chris Bassett in the offseason. Really good pitcher from Oakland. He's been great for them. Four starts, a 2-2-5 ERA. Taylor McGill. Tyler McGill has made four starts as well. He's got a 2-3-5 ERA. So, and then Carrasco's been solid for them. Taiwan Walker's been hurt, uh, but he was great for them last year. 
Um, he will see him this weekend. He's coming back from injury. So this Mets rotation's legit, legit. You know, uh, I was just talking about the Phillies being a top 10 rotation. I, I think that this Mets rotation's better, probably better, at least really close when you put Walker back in there. Um, and the Mets bullpen is good too, and has been good for them. Edwin Diaz has been really good so far this season for them. Drew Smith has uh, pitched great for them, a zero ERA in eight games so far. Lugo hasn't been as Lugo as normal, but but you know, his Seth Lugo has been good. Shreve's been great for them. Um, they've really gotten some nice outings. Adam Adovino, a one two nine ERA for them. So they went out and made a lot of moves on that pitching staff this offseason, added a lot of guys, and so far so good. You know, it really has paid off for them so far, and they're going to be, um, they're legit, you know, and again, they're the Mets. We talked about this yesterday, so like, just like the Phillies, if anyone says this about the Phillies, I will say, yep, 100% fair, but um, I do need to see the Mets do it for an extended period of time before I'm going to say, oh, I believe in the New York Mets, you know, I've just got too much history of them not doing that, right, but um but so far, I've been impressed, and I think you like the the way the team is constructed. Again, that pitching staff, you know, Scherzer, Bassett, McGill, Walker, Carrasco, when Walker's healthy is, I mean, very good. It's very good. And if Walker can stay healthy and those guys stay healthy, I mean, you're looking at a, a really potent starting rotation. I think McGill's really good. That guy's taking a leap this year. He's a very good pitcher. So that's a scary rotation. They're really good there. And again, the bullpen's been great too. So um, kind of strength against strength, right? The the Mets rotation against the Phillies lineup starting to put it together. Should be a really fun series. Uh, I'm really looking forward to watching some baseball this weekend. As um, Again, it is a really important series. As really the next 10 days, super important for this Phillies team. So they go to New York this weekend. Again, the matchups for the, the three-game series this weekend – Tonight, Aaron Nola against the aforementioned Tyler McGill. It's a big one. McGill pitched really well against the Phillies last time. That was that 2-0 game where they handled the Phillies. Um, Nola obviously ran into trouble when he faced Scherzer. That was a really disappointing start. So it's a chance for Nola to earn some redemption and for them to get a second look at McGill and maybe get something going. Nola McGill, a great way to start it off. Uh, Saturday, Kyle Gibson against Taiwan Walker. Walker returning from injury. So that'll be interesting to see how he looks if he's on a pitch count or anything like that. Gibby, of course, has been so solid for this Phillies team, so you feel good with Gibby in that spot. And then Zach Eflin coming off his best start of the season, you know, dynamite start from Eflin, going up against Max Scherzer on Sunday Night Baseball. So that should be a really, really fun one. Unfortunately, they don't miss Scherzer. That would have been cool. Um, But they actually get Scherzer twice because they have a off day on Monday for the Phillies only their second off day of the season. And then next week, they have two games at home against Texas, which you you need to take advantage of. Uh, as Texas is a very beatable team. Um, unfortunately, you have uh, Suarez and Wheeler going in that game, which means you don't get Wheeler for the next series. So the Mets miss Wheeler twice. While we can't miss Scherzer, the Mets play the Phillies seven games in nine days, and they miss Wheeler twice. That is super frustrating, um, as it'll be, at least as it's lined up, things can change, but it'll be Nola Gibson, Eflin, Suarez as of now for that second start, second you know turn through. And Look, they do have the off day Monday, so theoretically maybe they can move Wheeler up to game one against Texas and keep him on regular rest so that you get Wheeler for that that last game of the series against the Mets. I don't know if they will do that or won't, but that is something that theoretically is is on the table. But then you miss Rangers, so, you know, either way, look, um, whoever goes, whoever starts, it's still a long season. It's not going to make or break it, but 
you know, you need to you need to show up. You certainly can't get boat raced by the Mets next uh, you know week plus. So again, three this weekend against the Mets, just massive. And then two against Texas, and then four against the Mets before, again, a gauntlet, as we've talked about. They got the Mariners, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants coming up, the Braves, the Dodgers again, Minnesota, Los Angeles, the Angels, who are playing good baseball so far, surprisingly enough. So um, really, really big, big series this weekend, a, a yard, a early yardstick series. And look, it is May 1st coming up. You know, we're, we're, you know, getting into it here. It's not there. You know, I always say I'm not even really paying too much attention until June 1st. But um, we are we are getting there. We are getting close. So it's gonna be um, it's gonna be fascinating to see how they hold up this weekend in New York on the road. Obviously, so far this season, on the road has not been great, and really in the Girardi era has not been great. So it's gonna be fascinating. It's really exciting stuff, and the NL East is gonna be a dogfight. I think all season. Acuna, by the way, back for the Braves. Um, so that's obviously a big deal. That that'll help them out. They're only a a little bit worse than the Phils, so they're right in it too. So it's going to be fascinating. Just a massive, massive weekend against the Mets. So um, really exciting stuff. We need Nola tonight. Aaron Nola needs to get this series start off on the right foot. Pitch great, coming up his best outing. Was pretty good in Colorado before that. Big spot for Nola. Big spots have not been Nola's thing. Hopefully he can handle it tonight. It'll be a huge one. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it all on Monday. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.